With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Yeah. Uh. Mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts. Wow, I, I have to say it's it must have it must be a while since I've done a preview show because hearing the tuba and the, the musical styles of this brand new opening theme song, I'm blown away by it. I don't even know what to think right now. But we are here to talk about mixed martial arts. The UFC returns to the UFC Apex tomorrow for UFC Vegas 36. We get a big middleweight bout in the main event spot. A main event with real stakes on a fight night card. Plus, we get an early start time, a slew of pretty fun and interesting matchups. This is a formula for a fun afternoon of fights as we welcome you to the UFC Vegas 36 preview show. We are live on the MMA Fighting YouTube page, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you for joining us, and a big thank you to those listening or watching after the fact as well. I am Mike Hack, back on the preview show circuit, being joined by the Prince of Positivity himself, Alexander Kaylee. How you doing, my best friend? Chuck, Chuck, can we get the music up a little bit? Get back up a little bit again? Oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm in a good mood, as you can tell, Mike. I'm in a I'm in a good mood. I'm in a great mood. I'm ready to talk some just talk some pure UFC today. Yes, and on the ones and twos, Mr. E. Casey Lydon, the baddest dash in MMA media. How are you doing, my man? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dance battle. I love Whoa. it. I had to dodge right. the, I know. finger shots. So for those watching right now, judge in the comments who won the dance battle. Was it AK or was it Casey? Casey, I feel like I haven't talked to you in like three weeks. Yeah. How are you? Like, who's this guy in the middle? I don't I haven't seen you in forever. New state, new background, new, new chair. Big day. 
Was it the same it chair? It is a big day. Is that a new chair? No, same chair. Oh, same just chair. different just background. Different background. All right, all right. <laughs> Maybe it's the background that just makes yeah. <laughs> it pop out a little bit more. But we have a lot to talk about here. We have a good, a, a really good fight card. And AK is, I think, more excited about it than I am. And I'm pretty darn excited about it. But AK, I want to start with you before we dive into all things, the entirety of the fight card. But let's talk about this main event. Derek Brunson has been on a roll. Four wins in a row. He's coming off the win over Kevin Holland in his last fight. He's got back-to-back main event wins. Now he gets Darren Till in a fight that makes a heck of a lot of sense, AK. So your thoughts just on the matchup itself, this pivotal fight at 185 pounds as we're a little over 24 hours away from it. I'd love it. I think it's a great it's – a, it's a clash of styles. It's somewhat of a clash of personalities, though I think we've kind of seen in the lead-up. Both guys have been pretty cordial. Uh, like there's been trash talk, but I mean they're both just kind of laughing it off, which I think is like the best kind. And I, I know for the casual viewer, it's, it's a bit of an eye roll, but I mean for those of us who just want to watch compelling personalities fight each other, it's cool when there's that element of of, of you know talking and tension, but at the end of the day, you know it doesn't get away uh, in the way of the professionalism. So I like that aspect of it, and the fight itself. Again, you've got a guy who is start is always always been a strong grappler but it's kind of going back to leaning on his grappling a lot in Brunson. Um, he can certainly strike. He certainly has knockout power. But uh, but I like that he's kind of putting an emphasis on what brought him to the table now. And I think that's been a big reason why he's been on this four-fight uh, win streak until kind of uneven results. But there's just something so compelling about, about him. And uh, he's clearly a skilled fighter. He's Even when he's lost, he's for the most part hung with the best at 170 and hung uh, with the best at 185. I mean, I, the fight with Whitaker maybe wasn't great, but he, he did beat Calvin Gaslam. Very close fight. So... I think here you do see someone. I would be. I'd be very surprised. I'm sure we'll talk about this more later. If this doesn't give us uh, a contender, like an actual, not an immediate number one contender, but someone who will fight for the middleweight title uh, in, in the in the near future. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting part of this fight. There's a lot of interesting things about this fight. In case I want to ask you about this, because. This is like a tale of two totally different guys, isn't it? Because you look at what Derek Brunson has done. It's been pretty darn impressive. The change in location, the change in gym has been big for him, obviously. He's got four wins in a row, like we said. And it seems like, as AK sort of alluded to, he's slowly on his way to that championship conversation. With a win, he's probably going to have to get at least one more. And then you have Darren Till, who's 1-3 in three in his last four fights. He's 1-1 one one at 185. Got a lackluster win over Kelvin Gaslin, a fight that was not all that entertaining. Then he loses to Robert Whitaker in a pretty competitive fight. But he could very well find his way into a title fight if he wins tomorrow because of the name and his personality and the following that he has. What do you make of the trajectories of these two guys heading into tomorrow? It's really super. This this is a great. First of all, this is a great main event, fight night main event fight. It's just it really is because I think we've I've been kind of we've all been kind of complaining maybe the last few cards the main events while two A level fighters the fight just didn't have really any championship stakes on it. This truly does in the sense that if yeah you said if Till wins really based on his I mean hey I hate saying this but based on him on the mic it's not really based on what he does in the cage he's just such a um a charismatic figure that um any any quote any interview that anyone shoots of him people watch just people watch and because of that despite his uh so so record at 185 his performances at 185 yeah one win especially if it's a, if it's a if it's a dominant win um even if if he can finish Derek Brunson um yeah he'll get a he, i i would i i would have no 
I guess easily see the UFC giving him uh, a title shot, or he'll be one fight away at worst, like fighting a person like um, Cannoneer maybe. But um, just just on his name alone, and he moves the needle. I'm sure Izzy loves those pay-per-view buys, so if Izzy can get by Whitaker or if that fight's even happening, I have no idea. Um, yeah, he's, he's set up for big things with a great victory tomorrow night. Um, Brunson, on the other hand, yeah, just he just he doesn't go away. He just he's always there. He's just consistent. He's was how many main events in a row is it for a fight night? Four, three, three, three main events in a, in a row for a fight night. That's that's very impressive, honestly. And uh, if he can do it again, there's honestly if he if he beats if he beats uh, uh, who's Darren Till uh, convincingly, he should get a title shot or beat that that one fight away. But I don't really think he will, be just because. Like like you said, UFC's a business, just doesn't move the needle enough enough. But regardless, this is a great fight and um yeah, it's super important for both these um gentlemen's careers. I think especially more for Brunson, to be honest. Yeah, I would agree. And this all depends on Israel Adesanya and his timeline and when he wants to fight, because we saw it with the Vittori fight. Like if he wants to fight at a certain time, it doesn't matter if Whitaker's ready, doesn't it's whoever the next it's whoever's available, he's just gonna fight and they'll jump the line. So it is a big opportunity for for both of these gentlemen. And AK, we love to talk about the betting odds here because they can be a little surprising. And I feel like this one's a little surprising. Darren Till currently minus 180 favorite, according to our friends at DK Nation. The comeback on Derek Brunson is plus 155. This, to me, is pretty surprising. I thought Brunson would be the favorite here, but instead, Till is almost a 2-1 to favorite, AK. What do you think of these odds? I have been uh, fooled by the mystique of Darren Till before. I am one of, probably not not a few people, uh, that thought he would beat Tyron Woodley. I, I recall this distinctly. This probably said this probably said a lot about uh, maybe also how I viewed Woodley at the time. I just didn't think Woodley was a great champion. Obviously, he was and is. Um so I remember I, th- I bought into the Till hype. Oh, this unbeaten guy, perfect matchup. He's going to outstrike Woodley and all that. And, you know, just didn't even think about, oh, right, you know, Woodley's just so much of a superior, uh, well-rounded fighter. I'm just, going, I'm just going back here to try to see if Till was favored against Woodley. I'm pretty uh, sure it he was. was. It was it was either a pick'em or he was favored. I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't recall if a, I don't think Woodley was was ever a heavily favored, which is ridiculous in retrospect. Um, so I've been fooled by Till before. I do think him being almost a two to one favorite is a bit unreasonable, and I think really again really disrespectful when you consider Brunson's coming off four straight wins. Till is, is one and one coming off a loss. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the math works out on this one, but again, this is not new for Darren Till. I, again, I, I don't know in depth the betting lines. He's favored in. I don't. I don't think he was favored against Whitaker. I'm nearly certain he wasn't. But I would. I bet he was favored against Gastelum, uh, and 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 probably was favored against Masvidal too, right? Because this was the beginning of Masvidal of uh, Masvidal mania. So he was probably favored against Masvidal. So this is this is the mystique of Darren Till. Why it's lingering so long and at a new weight class? I'm not entirely sure. He's certainly the bigger name, and that you know we're talking about capital betting. That's you know matters more than whoever Brunson has beaten. But for me, that's crazy. It would be for me to be closer to pick him. Obviously, I'm leaning as you can tell. I'm kind of leaning towards Brunson. Okay. We're yeah. Going. So, oh. go ahead. So uh, you know you kind of did the whole you know he's on you know he's one and two at middle uh, one until he's one and two at middle. Is he one and two at middleweight? What is one, it? One and one. One and one, one at middleweight. Don't think he's been middleweight for a long time yeah. now. One and one no, in middleweight. No. no, Brunson's on a three fight, four fight win streak. Do you think Till would have done the same thing 
to uh, he? Do you think if Till if Till would have fought the same opponents that Brunson fought in that four fight win streak, he would have beaten all four of those guys too? Because I understand people use records and stuff, but to me, records don't mean squat. It's your level of competition. And the problem with Till, why he's so to me, he's so hard to figure out, is because he really fights only the top guys. He doesn't. We. I mean, it's been a while since he's kind of you know get, gotten a guy out of the top fifteen, out of the top ten. While Brunson, uh, who's his last win streak? Heinish. Shabazian. Yeah, so none of those guys were. Yeah, so none of those guys to me were even top 10, honestly. So he's on a four fight win streak over guys who Mm -hmm. are outside the top 10. So that's why, that's mm-hmm. why I mean, that's why this fight is, Darren Till is, is hard to figure out. I just don't know if he, I, I, I honestly, I don't know if he's good or not. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if he's the best rather. I, I know clearly he's a good fighter, but I just don't know how good he is. And I, I, yeah, it's, it's very confusing. That's why, that's why the, the odds make sense and don't make sense to me at the same time. And, and, and that is, that's why this is a good matchup. You were saying mm-hmm. you thought this is a good matchup. And, and, and I agree. Like, again, on paper for me, it's, I don't think it's the one I would have picked. Uh, well, and, and also because Till had other fights that fell through. That's why I was still thinking about those. So Brunson wouldn't have been my first option. But you're right. Based on kind of this, this unknowing of, well, how would Till have done if uh, he wasn't necessarily being thrown against top 10, top five guys in 185 all the time? You know, what is his, you know, his, his recent uh, record be a different story? Likely. I mean, I would yeah. pick him over Theodore. I would pick him over Ian Heinish. Uh, Shabazian, I, I don't know. I think Shabazian is still an unknown property, but I think Till would be favored. And Holland, I probably would have leaned toward Holland, but I'm not saying like I think he would and, definitely and, be. And I wouldn't, so I wouldn't I pick Brunson over Whitaker. So I, I, I no, figured exactly. that's right? what I mean. So yeah. I figured they would have the same record if you switched the sure. opponents around. That's why it's, it's sure. a good matchup, and I have no idea. <laughs> really, what to expect? Two to one, though, is still surprising, though. That, that, two to one is still yeah. surprising, though. I think that's just near two to one. Popularity that's contest, honestly, but yeah, maybe that's, that's maybe. a betting line, but yeah, yeah. And l- listen to this, AK. Mm-hmm. This and is in the last seven fights for Darren Till. This will only be the second time he's favored in a fight. Really, underdog against Donald Cerrone, underdog against Stephen Thompson. It was a pick yeah, em with Woodley, uh, yeah. with like the tiniest lean on Till. So I guess like two and a quarter. Uh, he was favored against Mazadal. Yes, I'm looking like at a now. Two, two to one. He was an over two to one dog Crazy. against Kelvin Gasolum. Uh, mm, dog to Whitaker, and he's and he's minus one eighty against Derek Brunson. So, yeah, I think it kind of leans a little confusing. more towards what Casey said. I know, I know. Like we don't confusing. know. Yeah, we just don't. Yeah, that, that's the confusing part. But Darren Till, yeah, it's just it's, yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. It's so wild. And we'll get we'll get to your guys' thoughts on this as well. But let's uh, let's talk about the picks here. Let's talk about the picks. AK, who you got? You love betting on MMA. It's your favorite thing in the yeah, world. That's right. So. I always tell people. I always tell people. <laughs> always bet on MMA, kids. Kids, <laughs> if you're watching and your parents are, dip into your savings. No, please, guys, don't gamble on MMA. But uh, if we're just talking about who's going to win the fight, I don't care about odds or anything. Uh, I, I'm leaning towards Brunson. I, I, I think, like I said, I like that he has a bigger emphasis on his grappling. I don't buy into the narrative that he can't win the big one even though he hasn't won the big one (laughs) you know what i you know what i mean it's like i it's of course you could say he hasn't won the big one because he hasn't he's lost to yoel romero robert whitaker anderson silva uh which some a lot of people thought he won so let's you know that's a win that's kind of a win (laughs) sure a lot of people a lot of people have and then jacare and uh and ezreal adesanya so it's like i just named five four and along that list four of the best five middleweights of the last like six or like five or six years yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean you can even throw adam silva in there if you want to depending how far you want to stretch back but um so he loses to the best i don't know if till's on that level mm-hmm. it'll be amazing if till does add his name to that list because uh, i mean it's kind of a broad list but still to say that those are the only people who have beat 
Brunson and to put Till in there would be a nice feather in Till's cap. Um, but I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with Derek Brunson where it's like, oh, he just can't beat this high low. I think it's, again, he's lost to some of the best and that happens. And I don't think Till's up there. So I think we see a lot more wrestling from Brunson. I think we see him mix it up a bit, um, but like 75% wrestling, 25% striking. And I think he either uh, wins a decision or gets a submission in the third. Okay. Casey, what do you think? Uh, I'm going Derek Brunson. Uh, 49-46. Um, I think it'll be a a competitive, but uh, competitive. But I think we'll clearly know that Brunson is the better fighter. And I'm picking this mostly because I just know more about Brunson. Honestly, um, I think Brunson is just even at um, almost 38 years old. I really think that he is coming into his not his he's not his athletic prime, but his like mixed martial arts prime in the sense that I really feel. His, his whole skill set, his maturity level have, have finally kind of matched up right where if he has to use the wrestling and just kind of grind out five rounds, he can. And, and, he, and he has such an, he has enough power and he's, he's, he's dangerous enough with his hands now that, that, it, that it's going to open up his wrestling. And now I feel like when he does get hurt and when, when, when Brenton does get hit hard, which he will get hit hard a couple of times in this fight, he doesn't panic. He, he isn't going to do that, that Robert Whitaker thing where he just kind of goes crazy, you know, and I think he will. I think he will use that maturity and that experience from all his previous, you no know, failures, maybe at the, at the biggest, at the highest level. And I think he will get a um, a solid win on Saturday night over Darren Till. Yeah, I I'm leaning Brunson as well. But this is one of those fights, at least in my eyes. And I know Brunson's proven to be very durable and a lot more mature with with age and with experience, but. I think he's got to survive like the first eight minutes of the fight. I think if he can get through the first eight minutes, weather the storm, I think he can grind away and get a win. But I think this fight is a lot closer than a lot of people think because I think a lot of people are on De- Derek Brunson to to win like four rounds to one or something like that. I think this is a pretty close fight. I would not be shocked if we hear split decision city here. Uh, but I think Brunson will win. I think I'll yes. after those 25 minutes, we'll feel confident that Derek Brunson did enough to win that fight. Sorry, Mike. So you were saying you think that like Till will have the faster start, maybe, and like, and, and it's on Brunson to survive that, and then and then Granada win. Or did you say that? Did you say it the other way around? I think Till will start off real fast. I think he'll He's have not... s- some some good moments. I, I just think See, you. This... It's been so long, man. He hasn't fought in a yeah. while. I know, but this is part of the betting thing. I think betters think this too. But it's like I don't know where this myth is that he is this like deadly knockout artist. Uh he hasn't knocked anyone out or like had this like like a smoking like fast or really like hurt anyone since i guess since he knocked out Boy, right no he dropped he dropped mazadal in the first in the first I round remember. i don't remember i don't remember that at all i'm just fully admitting i don't remember that at all he dropped him but but that's a problem you know it was like it just seems to be just a one-shot guy you know he doesn't and, uh. and yeah yeah it's been a while when was that fight mazadal was 2019. So, uh, March 2019. I mean, he did. 2019. He, he did win on points against Wonder Boy, and which is really hard to do, and Gaslam, right? So I don't know. There no, is something didn't. to it. I, I just don't. <laughs> hey, the scorecards say he won on points against <laughs> Stephen Thompson. I don't do the judging, but I see unanimous decision win over Stephen Thompson. I, I'm sorry. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but um, either way, he, he did enough to not lose. Clearly, uh, he won the fight uh, officially. So I don't know, but again, I, I do think he's a bit overrated as far as like this supposedly having this like massive punching power. That I is, don't. you're right. Sorry, I didn't realize. That. I'm looking yeah. at his record. He only has one finish yeah. in the UFC. 
Donna's right. Yeah, I mean, he's got. I think he's faced some tough guys. Not well, no, I mean, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's like, a very good competition. Gas, but yeah, you're right. The whole Stephen idea, Thompson, you know, it's it's just a bit weird to me. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I really thought like he had like a bunch of not even. Even like in his come up, you know, I thought he was like knocking out these, you know, prelim guys. No. No, decision, decision. And then, um, yeah, the Don. I think I think we just we just relive that Donald Cerrone fight over and over. Maybe I don't not sure. And we just think he's oh, like this know, giant, yeah, knockout guy. Casey, hmm. Casey, people know my predictions are terrible. So oh, yeah. uh, bet the house on uh, bet the house now on Darren Till uh, KO under yeah, one yeah. Uh, at this point. <laughs> if you if you anyone keeps track of my predictions, they're the worst. So there you go, there you go. And, but but that's that. that's the issue of Derek Brunson and. And I, I've, I've talked to this before about fighters, say like uh, Corey Anderson, is that people seem to remember their big losses rather than their big victories. And I, mm -hmm. I can, in my mind, I see Derek Brunson getting knocked out cold rather than I have a hard time seeing Brunson knocking out Till cold. You know, it's like I, even though I'm picking Brunson, I feel if there's a one guy who's going to get flattened unconscious, it's going to be Brunson. It's just... It just these are because I just see their losses more because I think they've had higher level, like the Izzy like the Izzy fight for Brunson is just gonna be so hard to, like so hard to uh, uh, outlive you know to to get over for people you know so yeah it's yeah it's weird it's weird uh, that kind of thought process for these fighters and what kind of fighters they are kind of uh, doesn't really match up with their actual records. <laughs> yeah, Darren. I mean, I thought Darren Till looked really. He looked pretty darn good in the Whitaker fight. He lost, but he looked pretty darn good. That was a that was a really yeah, close fight. It was super. It was really close Whitaker fight. was the better fighter, but it was a competitive fight. Like if they would have fought ten times, you know, Till wins a couple at least. You know, I'm saying, you know, one yeah. of those fights. I thought it was I pretty that. clean. I had to watch. I had to watch the fight again. I thought it was pretty clean. Whitaker, Wasn't the fight up, up for grabs to the fifth round? I thought it was two two going. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was two two heading yeah, into five. Two, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I should really start. I should really start watching fights more. You gotta watch MMA, guy. You gotta watch <laughs> MMA. <laughs> what, is this, I, what is this MMA thing I keep hearing about? Because apparently Darren Till, this is not his first fight. You guys tell me he knocked down Masvidal. He had a competitive fight. I don't recall these things at all. I swear I watched these fights. <laughs> We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, it's okay. Okay, now you get to watch Darren until tomorrow night in the main event. Co-main event, we have Tom Aspinall against Sergey Spivak. And AK, you know how I feel about Sergey Spivak's last performance. And if he was going to get this fight... This is the only way he was going to get it on short notice. Yes. Stepping in as a replacement because I thought while beating Alexi Olenek is nice and you get two paychecks, that fight was set up for him to go in there and steamroll Alexi Olenek for him to earn this fight, to get in there and everybody, everybody hankering for it. And while some people wanted it and felt like this is the right time for it, this is the opportunity for Sergey Spivak to get out of my doghouse, so to speak. If he goes out there and has an impressive performance against Tom Aspinall after kind of laying an egg against Alexi Olenek for what that fight should have been, this is a good opportunity for him. Him stepping in, I think, was the very smart move. So now that Pavlovich is out, Spivak is in, how do you feel about this co-man event in the heavyweight division tomorrow night? Uh we kind of talked about this last week where it's like a it's a co-main event, like in placement only. Uh, it's it's not like the luster of a co-main event. Uh, we talked we were talking about this with the Ultimate Fighter, um, of course, finales last uh, last week. Again, and not to insult, look, Aspinall could be a future heavyweight title contender. And if this card was set in London as it had been originally planned, then I mean it's a very very logical um, co-main event. As it is, it's, it just looks kind of funny. It just kind of it's the second last fight. I don't know if you really bill it as this like huge co-main event. Um, but again, that's not to take anything away from how exciting it is to watch Tom, As- uh, Tom Aspinall make his way up the heavyweight division. He finishes fights. He's charismatic. He looks like a, he looks like a tiny Frank Mir. Uh, say tiny, smaller Frank Mir. Still, right? he, looks like, <laughs> he looks like Frank Mir, slightly smaller cousin. Um, the, the Spivak part, I, I think, right, Mike? I, I'm glad he... I would never recommend, you know, for fighters necessarily to take on such a tough opponent on short notice, but it was the best way for him to get this fight and possibly get his own ranking. Um, yeah, we would have liked him seen, to have seen him put on a more definitive performance against Alexi Olenek for a guy who's supposed to be another sort of young heavyweight stud. Uh, but a win's a win. He's replacing Sergei Pavlovich, so we've got Sergei for Sergei action going on here. Uh, but this, for me, if we said, you know, like I said, Spivak, you know, should have shown more in his last fight. This, for me, is a showcase fight for Aspinall. Um, he's been he's finished all his UFC fights. Yes, all his UFC opponents. And I will be disappointed if he does not finish uh, Spivak as well, who's, who's, again, is a good fighter, but I think Aspinall um, should be able to take him out. Uh, I, I think if it goes past a round, it's not the worst thing, but I think I'd like to see him get the first-round finisher. Right now, Aspinall, the minus 250 favorite, plus 200th comeback on Sergey Spivak. Lines where you would put him, Casey? I know it's based on popularity and you know trying to get money on both sides, but still, I think this is a pretty fair line. Yeah. Um, I kind of agree with everything AK said. This is a bit of a, a showcase fight for Aspinall. Um, everything I've seen from Aspinall in the UFC, he's looked he's looked like a um, 
I don't want to say a future title contender, but to me, he's um, without a doubt a top 10 potential. Is he top 10 yet? Heavyweight? Or is he already? No, he I think Aspinall? he's... Drake. Aspinall, yeah. He is, th- he is 13th in our rankings. So I, and I don't think I don't I don't think it, uh, top 10 the official. I, I, I think I, and I think he's really only 13 just because he hasn't had the right opponent to kind of you know, he hasn't faced uh, guys in front of him necessarily. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, once again, he's facing a guy behind him in the rankings. But um, I think this is just I think it's, this is a good co-main event. It's a good showcase fight for Tom Aspinall. Um, I like. I think he's a great. I think he's a really good fighter. Um, yeah, and we're just gonna get to see more of him. I think, and the fans are gonna be excited to see him potentially fight a top ten fighter next time. So um, yeah, I think this is all Aspinall, and um, good on the polar bear for getting in short notice. And um, you know, if he can make a big upset, good on him. But um, I don't see it happening. And picking Tom Aspinall, pretty dominant first round stoppage. Not sure how though. Probably probably knockout. Yeah, I'm with Aspinall as well. Seems like AK is as well. So that's co-main event. Uh, we got David Sawada versus Alex Morono at 170 on the main card. Khalil Roundtree versus Modestus Bokaskis, who really, both guys really need a win here. Uh, and then kicking off the main card, Luigi Vendramini will welcome Patty the Batty Pimblet <laughs> to the UFC. And AK, you wrote about Patty Pimblet and his appearance on the MMA Hour. A lot of eyeballs have checked out that write-up. What have you made of this just immediate surge of popularity. Like I feel like Pimblet's sort of built a name for himself with cage warriors and some of the work that he's done, but he's saying the right things. People gravitate towards him. What have you made of the popularity this guy has had before he even makes his walk to the octagon for the first time tomorrow? Listen, he's got a lot of good hooks for a combat sports athlete. The, the name is memorable, Patty Pimblet. Uh, he's coming from this area of Liverpool, like Darren Till, where you know when fighters come out of there, they have a very uh, distinct speaking style, which uh, I know some people have trouble understanding it. But again, it's memorable. It stands out. Um, it just there's something about the accent that to us, at least to, to North American ears, it just it reeks of confidence, of bravado of this sort of like this laissez-faire, like I, I don't care about nothing, I'm a rebel attitude. And again, that's that's just how the accent sounds to us. I don't know, maybe, maybe to other parts of the world it's different. So that's part of it. The hair, the shaggy hair, which has been trimmed down, but that's sort of, you know, you're talking about like, how did he get a name for himself in the first place? Well, I mean, people gotta remember when we, we, we have been doing the occasional um, Patty Pimlet article over the years, even before he was kind of in talks to come to the UFC, of course, the great uh, Pete Carroll when he was here, lots of uh, great um, Patty Pimlet articles. And those actually did like really good traffic. I, I, now again, I don't know if that was strictly overseas people, but of, of all the guys from Cage Warriors that we have covered over the years, anything with Patty Pimblet, I can tell you, did like significantly better numbers than uh, than a lot of the other guys who ended up coming over to the UFC. So there's a factor there. Again, not just that appealing, not just in uh, in England and not just in the UK. Something about it. People, I think, a few people in the US when seem like I want to know more. So when we, you know, we use the phrase highly anticipated on this business. I think it's very legit with that with Patty. Again, it would be cool if this happened in, uh, in London. Imagine the rock of raucous like London crowd being able to kind of celebrate his UFC debut and a lot of the other fights in this card featuring uh, uh, English fighters, English fighters from the UK, from Wales, things like that. But uh, that's not the case. As it is, he'll have to make his debut, you know, sort of in the more sterile uh, UFC apex. But in some ways, that can be good. Uh, you know, there's a, you can hear everything he's going to be saying during the fight, and then the, everything's just sort of more focused on you, and uh, so that could work out well. So I, I think the hype is well warranted. I don't think Benjamin is a walkover at all. I haven't looked at the odds, um, but I would certainly predict Pimbla to win. Um, and uh, yeah, look, I don't know about all this next Conor McGregor stuff, but people have put that tag on him. 
He certainly embraced it. If he becomes a fraction uh, of the star that Conor McGregor became, I'm sure the UFC will be very, 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 very happy. Ah, yes. Casey, is a, is a win enough here? Is a win enough for Patty Pimblett? He said a lot of things. He's the new cash cow of the UFC and, and many other statements. Is a win enough, or does he have to go out there and make a massive statement tomorrow? I mean, it's, it helps. <laughs> uh, I think, but I really think a win, a, a win is enough. I mean, um, of course, uh, Connor's first fight in the UFC, I think, was against Marcus Brimage. And uh, was that right? Marcus Brimage, I think. Yep. And he pretty, much, he pretty yep. much blew him out of the water like in 45 seconds, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, um, honestly, I don't. I don't remember any Patty Pym that's uh, the Cage Warriors. Was he the Cage Warriors? Former Cage Warriors yeah. featherweight yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah. Now, now like, lightweight. Like, yeah. okay, he moved to the lightweight. I remember there was like lots. I remember hearing lots of things he missing weight, but obviously he's gone up to 55 now. Um, I don't know much about Patty Pimlet, but I know he has that it factor. You know, whatever that it factor is in terms of what the UFC looks for in terms of making stars, this gentleman has it. Um, like Erewhon, he says, I hope the UFC, or I hope Venom, rather, um, has some special. I know he walks on those kind of orange Sakuraba type of shorts. Um, he has a look. I hope, I hope, I, I hope the UFC and Venom don't make Patty Penn a generic fighter. And that's my big worry about him. He's a, he's a unique guy in his interviews, his look, um, his walkout, everything. I, I'm, I'm really worried about, you, know, you talk about does he need a big victory? I'm worried to me is if is he gonna just be just forgotten in all these fights and everything? Is he gonna be able to stick out? You know, a guy that's you know one two he's a, he's a five fights. You know, he's he's a, he's in the middle of the card. He's the sixth fight of the night, so it's not like he's in the co-main event. The UFC doesn't have that much faith in him. You know, like they, you know when Chandler came over, not mm-hmm. Chandler came over. You know, he, he fought like in a pay-per-view. You know, it was, it was a much bigger deal when he came over. Patty Pimblett is more coming in as a prospect rather than you know an established contender. So um, he needs to win, but I hope he, I hope him and the UFC and Venom can really keep his personality and his um, the presence that, you know of Patty Pimblett. Uh, I would hate to him just just you know like for example that Luigi how do you say it? Benjamini <laughs> Benjamin. I thought he was new to the UFC. This is his fourth fight. I've watched all four of his oh. fights and I don't remember yes. him. I, I have to kind of go back, and that's what I'm worried about. You're like Patty with Parent Hill. Huh? Like me with <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. And you're talking about, you no, know, does he, does, you know, if you, a fraction of the star power that Connor has, if he can stick out, and it's, like I said, to me, the fight is, unless it's like a three round snoozer, if he just wins, it's important, but it's what he, it's what, it's how he handles that walkout. If the UFC is going to show the walkout, his post fight uh, interview, things like that, that's what's really going to be the most important part about Patty Pimblett. And I say this in t- not, in terms of mixed martial arts, in terms of just strictly prize fighting. That's it, just prize fighting and you no know, making your name bigger. That's all that really that's what matters, you know, for him right now. Let him yep. wear the orange shorts. Yes. Let him yes. wear the orange shorts, UFC. I know it's for anyone who's seen him he's got these very distinct orange, very bright orange shorts. It's a little thing. But it's like what Casey's saying. Could we just, or could Venom? Maybe they whipped up some orange shorts for him. But yeah, just whip it, guys, and put, and just put like a little marker into the little fangs, you know, the Venom thing. And you're good. Just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good work. Yeah. Just something. Do something. do something. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, some of the Cage Warriors vets have done well, and of recent, some have not done very well. So maybe Patty Pimble can can steer the course in another way. 
but I'm looking forward to see what he does. I mean, this would have been a much bigger deal had the the fight card remained in London, but that, it is what it is. That's such a bummer too, not to hear yeah. a, a roaring crowd around all these um, British fighters. You know, that's going to be a big bummer. Like imagine UFC Dublin at the Apex. You know what I mean? I mean obviously UFC, it would be UFC Apex, but imagine like when Connor beat you know, Brandau and all the Irish fighters just dominated that night. But take away that yep. crowd. It's just another fight night. I know. You know, it's just and, that, and that's and this card's kind of built that way. You no, know, kind of fifty percent. You know, of the British fighters. Yeah, it's perfect. With no crowd. It's perfect for it's a just, London card. Yeah, like, it's this perfect. Is, yeah. This, this is this is an amazing London card. Yeah, like, I, I I I give a lot of credit to the matchmakers. Again, I still think it's a strong card even without that. But yeah, the original plan to have this card in London. Uh, and by the way, there's also a lot of withdrawals and stuff. So for them to keep this tons keep, um, and finger, fingers crossed before tomorrow. It remains 10 fights. I give yeah. a lot of credit to the UFC matchmaking uh, team. Cra- I forgot for Paul Craig and Gust- Gustafsson was, were supposed to be on this card, too. Supposed to. Yeah. Supposed to. yeah. Oh, man, this card was – yeah. Oh, well. well here we, Dude, we got it. Look, we were supposed to – and I like – Charles Jordan versus Julian Rosa is a crazy fight. I'm looking forward to it. But we were supposed to get Charles Jordan versus Lerone Murphy on this card, and that would have been a crazy fight, oh. too. A big step up really for good. Lerone. Yeah. Um, Another British so, yeah. fighter. <laughs> We did, uh, we did have one hiccup today on the scales. Jonathan Martinez missed weight by two pounds. Uh, there's, on, I, from anything that I've seen and I've talked to people, there's been no word about anything. Uh, no. They, they faced off, so I assume that this fight is going to go on as far as penalties and stuff go. I haven't heard a thing about it. Uh, so I would assume 20%, but no word as of yet. So there you go. Yeah, they faced off. They faced off, but it should be the standard uh, if it happens. But again, that is not. We should say that is not guaranteed. As Ho- if Jose Youngs were here, he would say, "Oh no, no, no! This fight is not guaranteed to happen." So keep, we'll just keep an eye on that. In the year of our Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to pull. I want to pull it up because I was actually talking to uh, his management team. There it is. So there's been three three weight misses. Yep. Three weight misses in the last three weeks. All three fighters were taking on a fighter from this management team. So no, all three of the fighters. Yep. And add Jonathan Martinez what? against Marcelo Rojo to the list. So it's crazy. <laughs> so it sucks. So hopefully they get a, uh, they get a little extra shekel and we're good to go. So let's go to the piece. By the way, let's go to the, oh, by the way, Martin, ahead, we should, did we say Martinez is second time missing weight? Uh, in, in yeah. three, three is back by four and a half pounds. Uh, like his last year, and then he went up to the weight for a fight, made weight his last fight, phantom weight, and then missed weight yep. again. So he, he's got to figure something out. Yeah, he had a lot of time to to get ready for this one too, because he was supposed to fight Nathaniel Wood originally, another mm-hmm. London guy, and uh, so he's had time to prepare for it. He knew he was fighting on this date, so I don't know what's going on over there. Jonathan is, is typically a very professional guy, so I don't know. Maybe something happened. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth but it's a shame sure. and uh there you go what are the peeps saying casey let's go let's speak to them uh oh let's man I, no, I, <laughs> I was just thinking i was just imagining the jordan and rosa fight yeah I'm, I'm, i haven't like really mentally imagined uh, mentally pictured that one yet but like that's gonna that's an awesome fight it's only it's the third fight of the night too this is a very good fight night card i remember yeah i mean off air we were kind of talking about the card itself i was like yeah you're right okay this is a nice card uh, nice card i dig it very um, nice yeah <laughs> And they agreed to a catch weight. And they agreed to a catch weight. They did? 150. Yes, it's, oh, it's a, yeah. sensible, a sensible, short notice catch weight fight. 
Guys, more of this. Good <laughs> on them. Good on them. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Could Derek Brunson get a title shot with a win? What my if only, he I only echo Derek Brunson? If he, <laughs> would you say he gay? I, why? Why? I wonder why. Why only Derek Brunson? Like why? Why is this not? Could either? Well, anyway. Well, sorry. Let's talk about Derek Brunson first. Well, and then, yeah. The question. I think we know Till. We know how popular Till is. I mean, mm-hmm. but. Oh, okay. and, and we know title shots aren't based that's aren't based on wins and losses, you know. So yeah, yeah. Could Derek Brunson get a win, a title shot, off a win? I think he would have to finish Darren Till in the first round, possibly on his feet too. Not not even like because pe- people might ex- um, people might expect him to kind of take Darren Till down and maybe finish him on the ground. If he can finish Jer- Darren Till on the feet and and grab that mic and. Drop the best promo ever, which I don't think he's honestly capable of. But if he can do it and he's got the blonde hair undefeated, maybe with the timing and, you know, COVID travel restrictions, maybe, you know, with, you know, with Adesanya, the t- happy a timing issue, but possibly. But he have to do something very big, very big, I think. AK, your thoughts? Or it's an impossible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think I no, I agree. I think I think both guys are are one like one with the right moment away. Uh, I think I, I agree with Casey's sort of saying though, like till just because the popularity, uh, Adesanya himself has mentioned before I'd, that he would welcome a title fight with Till. That's huge. So that's two things. More popular fighter. The champion himself has acknowledged you as as a, as a favorite challenger. If he knocks out Brunson in the first 30 seconds, I mean, obviously Dana White would love that. So suddenly you just have all these things going uh, in a way for Till. And, and just and yeah, for, just for some reason, it doesn't feel like there's that same wave behind Brunson. I do feel like, uh, to answer the question directly, he can get a title shot. But uh, uh, even like a, a definitive finish of Till, I feel like it doesn't put him at the top. He is at the whims of other things happening. Um, again, other contenders either not making a stronger statement than him or or uh, losing their fights that, that should put them over. So, so uh, yes to the question in a very broad sense, but uh, I think we're all in agreement. Like, it sucks that it doesn't. It, it, it should be guaranteed for a guy like him. Like a fight, fight, win, middleweight should be guaranteed, but definitely isn't. 
I, I think it would, he also needs the um, the Izzy push. Like Izzy would need to put out a video like, no, I'll knock your leg, knock your face off, Brunson. You know, I mean, there would there would need to be some sort of beef there. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a long shot, but could he? Yes. <laughs> I think Robert Whitaker is the biggest piece of this puzzle because Robert Whitaker, for some reason, can't fight till like June or July of next year. Mm-hmm. Brunson could definitely get a title shot yeah. because I know Cannoneer's in the mix and I know Adesanya said Cannoneer's name before, but a win over Darren Till has more value than Cannoneer beating Kelvin Gastelum right now. It's just it's just the way that it is. So I think Brunson gets to the top of the list. Timing might not be on his side, and if that's the case, then Brunson and Cannoneer can fight maybe November, December, and the winner is on standby to get the next title shot. So it's a very important fight. The stakes are very high here. We haven't said that in a while about a fight yeah. night main event since, I mean, since Dillashaw and Sanhagen. That was the last time we were like, there's some big time stakes in a fight night main event. And I feel like this is this is one of those fights. So it's possible. But Till, I would say, is Till could just sneak right in and jump Whitaker, honestly. Like, it's very possible. Not fair. It's silly to it's say, but it's very possible. Oh, we, we, we definitely know it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say not? Did you say fair? AK? I know. You said fair. Deserves. Talk, yeah. Oh, deserves. Yeah, deserves. yeah. Oh, no. Strike Don't. it. Strike, Strike it. Strike it. Um. He doesn't finish his fights, man. Brunson and the Apex could wear him down. We'll um, see. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Actually, I, I, just, I didn't realize. I, I forgot about that. Being in the small cage, I think that is an advantage for Brunson, too. Um, yeah. It's just, um, I think, Till being the longer striker, you know, just big wide stance he has. You know, I think... Um, a bigger cage will be beneficial to Till, but um, yeah, here we are. Uh, oh, yeah, he doesn't get to explore the studio space, you know, yeah. as much in the in the Apex. Has he? Fought, he's fought in the Apex, right? What was Till's last? What was, Till's fight with? He has a fight. That was. I, that was, that was in Abu Dhabi. Yep, Fight Island Day. Eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he hasn't. Oh my goodness, he has not. Fought, oh, that's interesting. Okay, give, can you give, can, can you help out Matthew Mullen? Oh, Matthew Mullen, shout out to Duval. Thank you, well, sir. We'll, maybe we'll soon. We might soon be seeing a Vander Holyfield fight Vitor Belfort. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> in Florida, oh, holy man. cow! What a um, day! I'd love it if that was in Jacksonville. Please put that in Jacksonville. Oh, uh, this is in reference to when we were talking about you know Till's you know supposed knockout power. I think a lot of it comes from this. Thompson, Gaslam, Whitaker, Mazadal all got knocked down. And they fought Till. It's true. Did Thompson get knocked down. I don't remember he Thompson. Did. Are you thinking? Have I seen Darren Till fight before? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hold on. I gotta go to you. Hold on, hold on. You know what I'm good at, guys? I'm not good at remembering fights. You know what I'm good at? Numbers and rules. So let me. <laughs> I'm gonna go to. Uh, I will verify Alex G's statement. Uh, I'm gonna go to Darren Till fights just to see the official knockdown. But fight. this this kind of goes into what I said about Brunson earlier. I think Brunson is a much. Whitaker more got knocked. Out. I don't remember Whitaker getting knocked down. Uh, I don't think. But you know about I, well, he said he knocked down Whitaker. He that, that definitely didn't happen. I definitely that's not a thing. But you know what? But that's I think that's, <laughs> that's the perception is you know I think you watch these highlights because you see these you know you see there's these highlight packages and you see all these all these all these name fighters falling down in the fight from Till Punch, but they don't actually win the fight. You know Till doesn't actually wind up winning the fight. So I think I think Till Till looks great in highlight packages. How about that? <laughs> you know like in the. Kind of like Hector Lombard. Like, if you think Hector Lombard is this giant knockout artist, but, like, really, his fights were mostly really kind of boring and sluggish. But when he did have the big shots, he had the big shots. But I think Till is kind of like that. Uh, Certainly. All right. I can confirm. Okay. Gaslam, no. No knockdown. 
Uh, he is correct. He did knock down uh, he, Alex G. You are correct. He, he, uh, no, Darren Till. Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, uh, Darren Till knocked down Stephen Thompson. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. Darren Till knocked down Stephen Thompson. Uh, not Whitaker. Uh, Whitaker knocked him down, actually. Uh, so that's the one knockdown that play was for Whitaker. So uh, no for Whitaker, no for Gastelum, and no for and yes for Masvidal. So and yes for Wonder Boy. I did not remember the Wonder Boy knockdown, but it is. I so officially Whit- I see one. So Whitaker did get dropped. People are saying Whitaker did get dropped. Is he did right? not. No. Everyone, so it's a no for Whitaker. No for Whitaker. No for Gastelum. Okay, someone sent. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Everyone, if people like, saw multiple it. people keep saying Whitaker got dropped by an elbow. So. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it in the comments too. I don't know. Maybe there was a wobble, but I'm saying officially there was not a knockdown. I'm, I'm not, by the way, and by the way, uh, UFC stats, I, I would always say, you know, when it comes to like striking numbers, don't always rely on that for sure. Stats do not accurately reflect the striking numbers uh, of a story, but no. of a fight, excuse me. But uh, when it comes to knockdowns, those are pretty clearly registered or not registered. So <laughs> uh, I'll have to check, but I, guys, I don't see it. Hmm. I'm looking. I'm looking for it. Keep keep on going. Yeah, yeah. We, we could we, we could be very. I want to know. I want to uh, know about this. Like, like I said, like I said, UFC stats. I trust for the most part, but definitely when it comes to striking, uh, there is no, um, there's no, uh, you know, there's a lot of discrepancy. But usually for knockdowns, again, it's pretty much a yes or no. Did they get knocked down? There's not really room for interpretation. Oh, Strikes wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Tell wait me. a minute. I'm watching. There's a nice clean elbow. Okay, so here's. Oh. They didn't. I don't think they scored it a knockdown, and it could have been. So Whitaker was stepping in with an overhand left. Till answered with a short elbow, and then Chill like kind of shoved him to the ground right after. It was a clean shot, uh, but maybe maybe just maybe they didn't call it a straight knockdown. It was cool. I mean, it was a good elbow. Okay. Yeah, he landed the elbow and he okay. pushed him right down. So right. yeah, if you if you right, if, if you listeners and yeah, viewers, you, yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm I'm literally watching the slow over right now. I don't know. ESPN. Dal- Dalton says he floored Whitaker, and he rocked him hard. I'm just saying. I'm literally watching the slow motion. Dalton Dal- Dal- Collins a liar. That's why I hear. No, this Dalton is a clean Collins. elbow. What nails him. What are, says, and what are y'all Whitaker, talking like, about? He floored Whitaker. Whitaker goes like Whitaker, Whitaker elbows him and then throws him to the ground like that. Hmm. So, so that's why they didn't. So they, that's why they, he might have cost himself a knockdown with the. Like, yeah, because Whitaker wasn't like. Whitaker wasn't like hurt. He wasn't like floored. It was a clean shot, but yeah. it was. I, I wouldn't say that's a straight knockdown. Well, our, well, clearly our commenters have. Uh, we'll let you all know. All we know, hey, and that's and that's why. Watch it right now. Remember. Maybe that's why Till is such yeah. a favorite because, with you know, if you're a Till fan, then uh, oh, he that, that he rocked Whitaker. That fight could have been stopped right there. It was real lucky, <laughs> you know. So, no, Whitaker, Whitaker's on his back, and he immediately defended himself. He was like, okay, now if you want to jump in my guard, go ahead. <laughs> Look, I see people saying, like, why are we, why are we questioning this? Look, I guarantee, are you guys re-watching the fight right now like Mike just did? He just re-watched it. No, no, no I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I don't mind people questioning it. And, and like I said, I, I'm clearly wrong because I didn't even I will hold my the, computer screen up right now. The, no, 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 Mike, don't worry, no. These people can look it up themselves. But it's like, I, I think, like, I don't mind people questioning it. And again, I was clearly wrong because I didn't even remember the, I didn't remember that sequence, right? So there was a, he wobbled him. At the very least, he rocked him with a clean shot, wobbled him. Um, so I didn't, and I didn't remember that. So that I'm already in the wrong. But I would also ask people, well, maybe you guys should also rewatch the fight and and check to see if you guys are right about it being a knockdown. So let's be fair here. Let's all let's all rewatch it. And we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out for ourselves. Yeah. If you know ca- if they like, called this, a, I hate, if you have stats no, called I, this a listen, knockdown, I'm, I wouldn't be upset about it. I'll say that. Listen, listen, YouTube commenters, shut up and go <laughs> go check. Out. No, no, no. Seriously, shut up and go check the clip yourself because Mike just did. Okay, Mike just wow. did. Wow. No, I've I'm watched serious. it 35 hate, times I in a row. Hate, 
I hate when people go like, oh, I'm so sure this happened. And I'm, I'm not going to look it up. I'm so sure it happened. It's like I, like, I already admitted I'm wrong. I didn't remember the sequence. But you guys go look and see if it was a clean knockdown. All right? That's all I'm saying. Wow. The, uh, and, more the, important, the, and more importantly, Whitaker won the fight. <laughs> yes. I mean, true. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently there was knockdowns both ways. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> Moving on. Moving Thank on. you for the question, that, Alex G. That was, and, Al, that was Alex G who asked that question originally. So credit, credit to Alex G. Thank you for bringing that up. But that's what's so compelling about Darren Till. We don't know. We just don't know. We don't Clearly, know what guy's going to show up. He can land a clean shot against anyone, including, again, Robert Whitaker, who I consider to be the second best striker at, at 185 behind uh, uh, Adesanya. If you can crack him, again, you can crack him. You say a knockdown Masvidal. Uh, I still think, I mean, knocking down Cerrone at the time was not like a, I still think that meant, meant me, 2017, that's pretty meaningful. That meant um, something. At, at yeah, the time, absolutely. yeah. Cerrone was, at, he was, he was on a road. Was that, was that after he lost to Edwards? Leon, Cerrone lost to Leon Edwards. Regardless, the Leon yeah. Edwards fight was kind of five rounds. It was kind of, you know, you just kind of saw, you know, came and went. But I think the, the Darren Till one was he just got demolished. I remember. It was just. Yeah. Yeah, that was a coming out party. For yeah, Darren yeah. Till for sure. Um, it's, it's, yeah, right. Like, I kind of want to answer this. Why does media always discuss star power in cards? Shouldn't the fighters always be the center of discussion? I mean, listen, I think. Go ahead, Mike. I think it's I think it's fair that it, it, people have commented on it as such. There are very few outlets that put cards over better than we do. Like I feel like we find the positive in all of these cards. Yeah, there are some stinkers that like you just cannot defend until the fight card actually happens. And we've we've been on here and been like, listen, Jed Mishu on Between the Links gave a three minute speech about how before UFC Vegas 34, find anything else to do but watch that card. <laughs> and on paper, he wasn't wrong. The fight card ended up being entertaining. But I think for the most part, especially during the pandemic era, we were pretty positive about finding silver linings in all these cards, no matter how they looked on paper. Am I crazy? Oh, you guys are super, super positive. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not right. you, Casey. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, before, before I – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Casey. Oh, why we discuss star power? Because I mentioned this before um, about, you know, Brunson not getting a title shot if he wins, beats off Till because star power matters in prize fighting. This, this, ain't, this isn't a tournament. This ain't a Grand Prix. This is prize fighting. So, like, yeah, of course Brunson should probably get a title shot every one fight away if he beats Till, you know. But it doesn't matter. You have to yeah, – people, people have to be interested in you. That's why star power matters. That's why we're talking about it. If we were just talking about wins and losses, you win, you go up the ladder. Yeah, but that's just not how the sport works, unfortunately. You know, that's I mean, that's just we, we have to we have to we have to base this on some sort of reality. You know, we can't just, you know. <laughs> yeah. So star power yeah. matters. Yeah. That's, that's why that's Patty Pimplett's on the main card. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of being objective. Is like, look, we don't always want to. Uh, look, we don't always want to revolve everything around like, oh, what is everyone talking about? But if you ignore it, you're not really analyzing the event like in an honest way. Again, if it were up to me, yeah, I'd totally just be saying like, man, why are people not talking more about uh, Jack Shore versus you know Ludwig Schlinian or or Molly McCann versus Gian Kim? And it's like, well, I know why. It's like I know why. It's like there are stars, and there then there's another tier of popularity and another tier of popularity, another tier of popularity, and it doesn't take away from how good these fighters are. Like we, again, we generally praise almost everyone 
uh, who makes it up to the UFC with a few exceptions. So it, 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 I, I agree. I think what I think what Takara Man ninety one is trying to say is it shouldn't be everything, and I don't think it is. And I, I would like I think to think most media does a pretty good job of of. Um, of covering stuff besides again who's necessarily is the biggest draw on the card uh i just want to read one funny comment which got a laugh out of me uh my q is two said uh he's he's just correcting me he said listen till knocked whitaker out cold and he literally died in the octagon in the first round and you know what i apologize i should have remembered that that's so thank you thank you my q is two that that's on me that's a you think you think i remember that happening then who fought jared cannonier like four months again, later, a goat, twin uh, brother. Yeah, his twin brother. Again, listen, I've I've made some mistakes on today's show. I'm, I appreciate being straightened <laughs> out. Um, but yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, star power. It, it, it matters. It matters. But it shouldn't it, be everything. He's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is Brunson more beneficial for the UFC as a champion or is Till from a business standpoint, from a business standpoint, Till by five. I'm sorry. I'm close. It is Till, Till draws more eyeballs. He just does. Um, yeah. In terms of like, from Brunson's standpoint, from Brunson's standpoint, Brunson, (laughs) but yeah, from business standpoint, yeah, it's all, it's Till, not even close. Yeah, because we like Derek Brunson, but something you said earlier, Casey, was like, I, I think one thing you said that was so key was was uh, Brunson, like we were talking about, could he get the title shot? It's like if he cuts like the perfect promo. And yeah. I, again, I think Brunson's an intelligent guy, but there's a difference between being an intelligent person and someone who can cut a good promo in sports. You could, In fact, you could be a dumb person and be able to cut good promos in sports, right? So being being intelligent does not go hand in hand with necessarily being charismatic or someone who knows how to you know say something on the mic after after a fight. So so when I, so when we say like oh we worry about Brunson's promo skills, that doesn't mean one he's not a good dude and he's not intelligent. I think he seems to be both. He seems to be an okay guy and he seems to, as far as I know, to be an intelligent spoken guy. Well spoken, smart does not feed the bulldog in MMA. Always, unfortunately, we need people like buzzwords and catchphrases and being loud. And I don't know if Brunson wants to become that guy. And if he doesn't, I applaud him for it. He shouldn't have to. But um, that's that's kind of to the point of this question as well. Is he's not going to be this verbose in-your-face champion, which is what the UFC likes. And Till is already that, and he hasn't even won a title yet. Yeah, um, I mean, to me, the one of the fighters in the UFC that, that has, um, unfortunately for her, suffered the most from this and not being able to drop that, you know, big promo is freaking Carla Esparza. You know, I don't want to jump and talk about other fights, but... Carla Sparza got dumped, got jumped over for a title fight off, you know, her amazing streak and her amazing last fight, and she's not getting a title shot. So I mean, we could go on and on about you know wins and losses versus star power. So, the uh, I think I, I honestly, Carla, I, 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 Carla Sparza could have said anything. She could have cut the greatest promo in MMA history, and she probably still wouldn't have got the title fight. It's yeah. BS. It's complete BS. But there's no way that John like. They put Carla in that fight with Yan Jonan, hoping Yan Jonan would win. So they could that's right, Shiloh, yeah. you know. That's right. But <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Like like it's, there's no way. And then Dana goes to the press conference and says, Man, eh, I haven't made that decision yet. And you just knew. You just knew it wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I there was can't like a collective roll of eyes in the whole media room, like, oh <laughs> it's like, oh my God, what else does a woman need to do? But still, Carla, pay her to sit on the sidelines and then she fights for the belt next against the winner. And she better hope Rose wins, because otherwise we're seeing the trilogy fight and yeah. 
Carl's going to have to wait longer. I, you know what? But you know, I hope we're wrong. I hope we're wrong, both about the situation you guys talked about with Carla, hopefully getting that sooner than later. Also, Brunson, you know what? Beat Darren Hill, become US champion, prove us wrong, become bigger than Brock Lesnar with, at, 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 by being yourself. I, I hope we're wrong, guys, and I hope we're wrong. I hope so. Uh, what is the sleeper fight on the card outside of Patty's debut we should be paying attention to? There's a ton of these, AK. I'll let you go first. I'll go. I mean, on the main card, I think Murano, if it wasn't on the main card, I would have said Murano Zawada. I think it's been an awesome fight, but it is on the main card. So let's for, for a 10 fight card. Let's go sleepers on the prelims. Mm, I really like Jack Shore and uh, Charlinian, maybe more so as a uh, again, I think Shore. I don't need to check the odds. I would guess Shore has to be at least a three to one favorite. I might even be underselling it, uh, but I think he's such a legit. Oh, my God. 560. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, pardon my reaction. 600 uh, on minus, DK Nation. Six, six to one. Okay. So I'm not, I, I, however, I'll say this though. I think uh, Shalinian is more competitive than people think. I don't know uh, if he, if he, I, I don't think he, I pick him to win decision. I don't know if he makes it past the second, but I think he'll actually give Shore a challenge. I think this is actually like one of those kind of trap fights where Shore has very little to gain. Uh, other than maybe picking up another highlight reel finish. But outside of that, he has little to gain from uh, uh, fighting Shalinian, who's coming in on short notice. So that, to me, I'm kind of cheating because it's a bantamweight fight, and bantamweight fights all, are all good. I'm kind of cheating here, but I'll go with that as, as my sleeper. Um, I mean, I already referenced mine. Jordan and Arosa is definitely oh, a sleeper fight. Uh, Jordan and Laurel Murphy was an even bigger sleeper fight. But I'm with you, AK. I think if there's a sleeper fighter on this card, and maybe like for the next several Jack Shore is on the top Ooh. of that list. I mean, this guy is 14 and 0. He has not even been really tested yet since he got to the UFC. He's just run through everybody. And nobody's talking about this guy. Nobody. Like, not even his local media is doing interviews with him. It's insane. Like, it's insane. No one's talking about this guy. And he's so, so good. Like, this guy could be fighting for a UFC title in the next two years. That's how good I think he is. Um, Come on, Wales. Come on, Wales. Get, get behind your boy. Get behind your boy, yeah, Wales. Shalinian had a had had a nice run on the Ultimate Fighter, mm-hmm. and he's in the UFC now. Good on him. But man, what a rough test for your first fight. But a big opportunity too. If he goes out there and beats Jack Shore, whew, major upset. That's gonna be if we're talking upsets of the year at the end of the year when we do all these awards. That will be right up there. Yeah, no, just on pure betting lines alone for sure. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, you had to remind me how good Jack Shore is because I kind of forgot. Honestly, I was like, he's Jack so Shore. good. Yeah, and then I, I'm kind of remembering. Oh yeah, he is really good. Why is he so low in this card? Who the heck is he facing? Why isn't he facing a higher ranked opponent? And yeah. I don't. Maybe maybe Jack Shore. Maybe Jack Shore won this fight. I don't know. Maybe he can't get higher level fights right now. I mean, I, lo- I know a lot of times matchmaking is not really the matches they want. It's just the matches that you know. A lot of times the matchmakers want these fights, but other fights, other fighters don't like that fight, so they turn it down. So we, eventually, we get what we get. But um, yeah, Jack Shore, unfortunately for him, he's in the best division in the world right now. So um, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> he was supposed to fight. He was supposed to fight Saeed or Magomedov on this card. Oh my God! What yeah. a fight! What a that, that that would have been unanimously the answer. Yeah fight i am looking forward to actually is um ji young kim and molly mccann molly mccann yeah. on a two-fight losing streak um great personality uh kim and, and kim, this is a must win for um mccann right now a must win uh, yes um, 
must win. So I think she's I think she's just gonna. I, I hope they show her walkout because she's just. In, I mean, they won't show it, but um, she's just an intense, great personality. And I think Kim's a super exciting fighter. I don't think either of them are you know are top ten flyweights in the UFC, but. They both belong in the UFC. And they're both exciting fighters, and um, I just think I, I'm hoping that's a good. I'm hoping that's a good fight as the as the um, yeah. solo the sole um, lady fight on the card. I'm excited about that fight. Yeah, despite the weight miss too, I, I really like Martinez versus Rojo. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, oh I know. And I love Gosh, I love Martinez. A, I love I love I just love I, love I love his whole demeanor. <laughs> the <laughs> silence behind yeah. the violence. <laughs> it's such a good fight. Um, I, hate <laughs> I just want to throw this one up so I can laugh at the question. <sighs> Why is the media not mentioning how underpaid fighters are? Media getting better pay than most of the MMA fighters, especially in the UFC. Our yeah, we've never all, talked about so fighter much. pay. We've hold on, never whoa, 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 talked. Hold on, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. <laughs> fighters are. Casey, you you're aware, you heard you aware of this? You didn't. Why, you didn't I, tell me about this. I am aware. I'm aware. Fighters are underpaid, especially in the UFC. <laughs> hold on one second. Let me let me. Do we cover this on MMAfighting.com? <laughs> Like oh. every day. Hold on, hold on. I'm Google. I'm just googling this. Oh my! Oh my God! Guys, there's, you know there's two. There, there's two things that are that are laughable about that yeah. whole thing. One <laughs> is that we never talk about it, and two that somehow the us media guys are we're, we're we're rich and making tons of money, and we're we making the fighters professional athletes. Like you guys are all crazy. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> oh, he's he said. <laughs> Marco, Marco also said, "My bad, haha, ha, I'm new." Uh, <laughs> Marco, That's Marco, why we didn't give you too much. Man. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, right, right. Not no, bad, no, Marco. No, it is, we, listen, thank you for watching. <laughs> no, and yes. listen, and I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. How, whether whether you're uh, whether he means he's new to our show or new to following MMA or new or I'm glad people are asking about it. I don't care if you've been watching combat sports for one year or if you've been watching combat sports for thirty years. Never be afraid to ask these questions. These are the questions, guys, that you that you have to ask. And we, you're right, and we in the media have to ask if it's ever going to change because we want fighters to get paid better so badly. Uh, can we do a better job covering it? Always, always, you know what I mean? But I think uh, we always do our best um, to, to, to bring it up. And, um, you know, it's not going to come up all the time because sometimes it's our job just talk about the fights and what's kind of in front of our screens. But underneath that, there is always the issue of fighter pay and fighter rights. And um, we'll be hearing a lot more of it uh, with uh, Ally Quintus fighting again soon, right? I mean, he already mm -hmm. kind of talked about it. Boy, yeah. there you go, guys. Get ready for our ally Quinta interviews and quotes because uh, if you think you don't hear about fighter pay, I'll tell you, you're going to hear be hearing a lot about it. But uh, but look, Marco, and you're, you you're going to be hearing you're going to be hearing a lot about it too because we just came off the Ultimate Fighter and we just started the Contender Series. Five contracts got awarded out on the Contender Series too tonight. Five of them, including a fighter. Or I, and I am a I, I like Carlos Candelario a lot. I'm a big fan of the guy. The guy has an incredible story. In fact, I want to interview him and learn more about his story. I thought he won the fight, but for the first time in history of the show, a guy who lost got a contract. Like Jordan Williams was in like crazy fights, win and lose, and didn't get contracts. So it just kind of shows you how the UFC is viewing the business side of things when they're giving away – they gave away 37 contracts last year. They've already given away five this year, including guys who won decisions and a guy who lost a fight and a guy who got who, – who had a nasty eye poke and lost a point – he still got a contract, even though he looked great. But it just that goes to show you, okay? That's part of this fighter pay conversation. Because when you have these shows and these guys coming in and you know, de not developmental deals, but like, you know, getting into the UFC, like this is your first deal. Like you're in, here's your first deal. Like 
and they're awarding all these contracts. And then you see some of these guys with bigger names getting cut. Now you know why. It's a business thing. And it, hopefully it improves in the next several years. But the fighters got to get together and do something about it. We can talk about it all we want. But until that happens, nothing's going to change, guys. I'm sorry. Yep, yep. And um, I one think more. it's... One more, one more. Okay. Um, do we have any more? Who won the dance off? Yeah, who won the dance off? Oh, we know. Real quick, real quick. Um, I need, I need a quick little survey. Yeah. So, how's everyone? We, we, we. I, I had some. We had some suggestions from the higher ups that you know what maybe the mma fans don't like the smooth jazz and i was like dude i don't know man so we we tried to jazz it up make it a little more sporty but i don't know so um you tell us in the comments if you know if you know if you're into this style of music i think you need to, i like it i like it i think we need to take that and like put it over something more bumpy you know what i mean like the remix <laughs> I think we need that sound in there too, somehow. So I might have to like work some magic on the production end, but maybe. This could be still be the exit theme. I like it. It's a good way to go out. There you go. Wind down. All right. Yeah, cool down. Yes, we're winding down here on the UFC Vegas 36 preview show. We'll be back tomorrow, one one o'clock Eastern time. We're the People's Pre-Fight Show. We'll be myself, maybe AK, and uh, Sean Brady. UFC welterweight who just booked a big fight with Michael Chiesa in November. Sean Brady will join us as well to preview UFC Vegas 36 all of you guys. So we didn't answer your questions. Join us 1 p.m. Eastern time, 30 minutes before the card starts, and we'll address all of them because that is your show. So in the meantime, for AK, for Casey Lydon, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.